how do you know if your desire to expand and grow your business is from God and not just you? This is today's topic. Listen in because I'm about to spill the tea. Hi, I'm Krista Juliana, host of the Flourish and Free podcast, where I believe you shouldn't have to sacrifice your faith or your family to build a thriving business. I'm a stay-at-home mom of two, an entrepreneur for eight plus years, and I understand the overwhelm and struggles of spinning on the never-ending hamster wheel. I teach Christian women how to purpose your time, monetize your ideas and gifts, and build your business God's way. I'm here to pour into your faith fill your cup, and send you on your way with tangible encouragement and simple biblical strategy. If you're ready for today's episode, let's dive in. First of all, I want to start by saying how excited I am to have you here today talking with me all about biblical entrepreneurship. Because likely if you're here, you've either been toying around with the idea of starting a new business of your own, or you've been looking and thinking about expanding your current brand. And sister, I want you to know that these things are biblical. The Lord talked about money over 2,350 times in scripture. And the Proverbs 31 woman used her gifts to work from home and provide an income for her family. So the question is whether or not, it's not whether or not starting a business is good, godly, or biblical. The question today is whether or not these are personal aspirations and ambitions just from you, or if God is actually leading you and aligning you to start this business. So we're going to talk about a few key things today. They're going to help you discern this because I can't give you a blanket answer for every specific listener. It's going to depend on what God is showing you in your current season. So the question is going to be taking these five different topics and working through them together so you could discern whether or not God has this for you. So whether or not you're in camp just starting a business or expanding your current brand, there's something that you that both people have in common, and that is going to be understanding your personal motivations. And really, to put it in simpler terms, understanding your why. Let's break that down. Now, usually with your personal motivations, it comes together in three key things. One would be financial gain. The next would be personal fulfillment. And the last would be creating impact. All right, so financially, I like to start with this because it's kind of a taboo subject within the Christian realm, and we're going to break through that today with our limiting beliefs and really embrace the fact that it's okay to earn an income and to work hard with your hands. Again, this is what the Proverbs 31 woman did, and because she used her gifts and talents, because she worked from home and with her hands, she was able to produce a product to sell at market, she could buy a field without second-guessing it, and she could provide food for her household and her maidservants even, and she could laugh without fear of the future because she had a sense of security because she was faithful, she stewarded well, and she was diligent with what God called her to, right? She looked for an opportunity and she took advantage of it. Well, as a Christian woman, you're looking at this opportunity and you're wondering, should I take advantage of this? Is it biblical? Is it okay for me because I have this financial need? All right, maybe you're driven financially because you want to be able to provide further opportunity for your kids. Maybe you want to be able to contribute financially to your home because you want to help your husband get more time with your family and work less overtime. Maybe you want to pay off debt. And financial gain could also be, it could include to fund a current ministry, to give more to your church. Maybe you see people with needs there or you have a cause you believe in and you want to be able to give without second guessing it. That is a great reason to grow or expand a business too. Okay, the next one is going to be for personal fulfillment, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with this. It's not selfish. It's not wrong. In fact, it's actually using the gifts God's given you and stewarding them well, multiplying them, and be able to find joy in the work that you're doing. 
Some people hate working in corporate America. They hate being told what to do. They want to be able to use their creativity. And, and that means like getting out of that work world and creating something of their very own, having ownership of it and blossoming it into something absolutely beautiful. Maybe your personal fulfillment though is not to leave the workforce. Maybe you're already at home. Maybe your personal fulfillment is to actually have something that you enjoy to do that's your very own. As moms, I'm sure you can relate, you are always pouring out to other people, giving out of yourself to to help someone, but you don't really always have your own thing, right? You feel like you're lost in mamahood. Sometimes your personal fulfillment actually comes from having a business, pouring into others, doing things that bring you joy in that avenue and being diligent with your work, right? So there's nothing wrong with personal fulfillment, especially if you feel the strong drive in your heart because God's put your dreams in your heart. He's put your gifts within you and it pleases him to see you use them and multiply them and bless other people with them. Okay. And lastly, creating impact. Maybe you have a gift. Maybe you have something that you're really good at that you want to share with the rest of the world that you want to teach another person how to do. Or maybe there's a product that you really believe in that you want to talk to everyone about because it's greatly changed your life, right? Whatever your impact can be, you have something that you know is going to help shift the trajectory of someone else's life and improve that for them. And so I want you to decide what that is. What will your business do that will actually create impact on other people? And as a faith-based entrepreneur, here's what's really cool. People who come in contact with you and your business get to see the light of Jesus shine from you and how you talk to them and how you conduct yourself and the way you run your business. Something about you is so completely different because you have the spirit of the Lord within you and people who know God will recognize that and be drawn to you and people who even don't know God yet will recognize that and be drawn to you and you might be their very first encounter with someone who can point them and shine the light of Jesus. So how can your business create income? How can you use it in that way? So I want you to sit today and just start with start with why, right? That's your foundational building block. It's the, it's what you're going to build upon these other concepts we'll talk about today. And I want you to decide what those things are for you. And then I want you to ask you, does your why, does your vision and your goals, do they align with your beliefs? And do they also align with scripture? Now that you've had a chance to really get personal with your why and understand the things that are motivating and driving you, I want to help you walk out a personal assessment. So grab a notebook and a, you know, a pen and sit down with me as we answer a couple key questions that are going to help walk us through this process. So the first question I have for you is if you're starting or if you're expanding, how many hours or how many extra hours will this take out of my day and my week? So I want you to think about if you're a new business owner, what does this look like for you every day? How many hours are you prepared to devote to working your business? And if you're a current business owner, what are you currently working? And then how much more time are you going to need each day in order to expand your brand? Maybe for you, it's actually not an extra daily amount of time. Maybe it's, I need a good month to build this digital product, to get this all going and set up, to run my backend systems of automation, et cetera, so that once I launch it, it just becomes a piece of my marketing. And I just needed to really segment out time foundationally to build this into my brand, right? So I want you to sit and think through that personal assessment. And then I want you to ask yourself, what kind of systems do you need to set up in order to accomplish this? 
Now, as a new business owner, I have a 10-day to automate course, which really helps you to optimize your social media, to get your stand store up and running, to connect that to your email. You want to be building leads and drawing people in. You want to have systems that will work for you so that you don't always need to be there. So if you automate and optimate, what you're doing is allowing more free time to do the income-producing activities or to work a little bit less so that you can keep your faith walk and your family first and be able to attend to all your other priorities in your life, right? Outside of your business. Okay. So this helps ensure that you're able to get things done. So if you're a current business owner, likely you already have these systems set up, but if you don't, then you're going to want to really look at what you need to do to include this piece. Because I know as moms, we're not always taught these different aspects of our business. And as someone myself who is in network marketing in the past, I was involved in different trainings. I was selling my products, but no one taught me about the key of your business being not to be the key of your business, which means setting up systems of automation to work for you so that you have more free time. You're not end up overwhelmed and burnt out with your brand. Okay. So think about what that looks like for you. Um, If you're a current business owner, you're going to want to ask yourself, what can I outsource? Do I need to outsource or do I need to hire a team? What are some areas that would, you know, as I'm expanding, what areas that do I need to hire out for? Um, If you're a new business owner, I want to tell you, actually, this could be for both, but you can get creative. If you don't have the funds or you don't want to allocate the funds, maybe you might consider bartering with someone. Maybe you trade services so that you bless each other and then you don't have to make that financial investment. But I want you to know, as a business owner, you're going to have to invest. Like that's, that is key and pivotal. Invest in learning invest sometimes in a coach or mentoring, invest in, you know, education, growth, courses, resources, things like that, because anything you can do to make yourself better, to make things more proficient, it is worth the investment. But until you can afford it, get creative on what you can do. Okay. What amount of time should I allot for creating? Okay, we kind of touched on that, right? If you're creating a product, whether you're a new business owner or current business owner, or you're looking to launch a new product or, or whatever, however you're expanding, right? Then how long will that creation process take, right? Plan that in. How will this change how will this change of starting the business or expanding my th- business affect myself and those I love? Because obviously it's going to take time. It's going to take time where you need to be away from them. Even if you're home with them, right? You need focus. (laughs) You need time to answer people's messages. You need time for collaborations or creation or, you know, any of the things that, that are included with your work. So how is it going to affect you and others? And what boundaries do you need to set up in order to protect the things that you value most, right? Okay, this is what I talk about so much in my business in regards to planning because I know that not everyone's planning a planner by nature. I mean like literally time block planning into my day and you might that might make you cringe. It might close you completely off to me when you hear that. But when you walk through the processes that I teach, it actually takes the intimidation away and it is so freeing. Like literally you have a huge weight taken off your plate. It helps you get rid of overwhelm. It helps you understand how long each task takes so you can plan accordingly. It helps you not overbook yourself because obviously as women, we think we can do a million things. Um, It helps you not to feel bad about yourself for not being able to 
you know, accomplish this unrealistic list of expectations that sometimes we can make, all of that, right? It is pivotal. And I would highly, highly, highly recommend that you focus on planning and purposing through specific things. Okay. Next, I want you to ask yourself, what does this expansion look like? If you're expanding your brand, what do you hope to come from it? What is the end result? What does it look like through the process of getting there? What are the stages of it, right? Okay, and how can I accomplish this work in a way that aligns with my faith and values? Again, it kind of all comes back to that, right? How much? How many hours are you going to need to work each day to accomplish this? What is it? How does it affect my family and myself and those I love? Um, does it take away from my time to be involved in? fill in the activity, you know, things like that. How do you outsource, you know, how much investment is this going to look like? All of it comes back to your first ministry, right? That's as a believer, if you don't have your first ministry like prioritized, then other things are so easily to come in and step in and take the first place. And we don't ever want to see that happen. So answer these questions, take a few minutes to evaluate, and then we're going to move on to the next thing. All right, step two is going to be aligning this practical assessment we just did with your values. So evaluating business expansion opportunities through the lens of your core values and your beliefs involves things like not just considering financial or strategic factors, but also spiritual and personal considerations as well. So here's how you can assess whether an expansion aligns with your faith and your first ministry and how it impacts your ability to honor honor God in your life and in your business ventures, okay? So we're going to talk about aligning your faith and your first ministry. We kind of spoke on that uh, just a minute ago, but I want you to think through this because as a business owner myself, when I jumped into the business world eight years ago, I did it with all the best intentions. I was so excited to help contribute to our home. I was kind of evaluating like I'd been a stay-at-home mom for a couple years, had our second baby, things started getting tight financially, and it just made sense for you know either my husband to work more overtime, but then he'd never see us, or for me to find a way to work from home, right? So when I started, I prayed about it and I brought it before the Lord because I was like, not, I was new to this business world, not new to business, but new to online, the online space. And I was kind of intimidated. I wasn't sure what it was going to completely entail. I was really nervous to do videos and show up on camera and I didn't know how to do so many things. And I prayed and I was like, Lord, I feel like a strong no to this, but I know our family needs it. So I'm going to need you to change my heart. Like (laughs) you're going to need to take this hard no and turn it into a yes, because it's not coming naturally from me. Right? So I prayed and God started opening doors and he started changing my heart. And I started out with these amazing intentions. I would pray over every opportunity, pray over the people I would speak with, ask him to bring them to me. Right? I really did start off with a good heart and with, with the intention of leading with God first. But what happened was is my personal need for fulfillment like overtook other things. I loved I realized I love what I did. I realized I love the business world so much. I got to be creative. Like as I was learning new skills, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm really good at this and I love this." And it was just something that was gratifying. And this is where like, okay, it's not bad for personal fulfillment, but this is where you need to always be like checking yourself cuz Satan will come in and try to discourage you or distract you or lead you away off on tangents into things that, you know, overtake and then it becomes like lusting after, you know, 
your own will. So if that's where you feel like you are, like you're just so driven because you love these things so much, but really it might not be where God has you right now, then we have to keep it in check, right? Okay, so aligning this and making sure that our first ministry stays first, that's a key piece in determining whether it's your will or God's will. Because anytime you're misaligned in that area, you know that you have to adjust, either self-discipline to adjust, and or (laughs) you need to recognize that it's so much on your plate, it's not realistic to keep your faith and family first with the requirements of this business or expansion that you're wanting to launch. Um, maybe if you're not able to afford to hire out, then it's it's requiring too much of you and you just can't do that, right? So anything that's pulling you away from that is a strong determining factor. It's a warning sign. Like you need to keep things in place so that you can thrive in your business um, while still being able to give into your family the way that God would want you to, Right. The Proverbs 31 woman, I think what's kind of distracting with her is that we see her life in this snapshot, but it's not a depiction of her every day. Like she's got a ton of stuff that you get to hear about her, but at the end of your life, you're going to have this beautiful snapshot of all the good things too, right? And so seeing that, you also have to recognize the day in, day out labors that come alongside of that. And she was able, she was so blessed because she was able to manage her time well, to steward well, and to always keep her her faith and family first. I don't think God would have blessed her in that way if she didn't, if she didn't do that, right? So we see her spotlighted because she kept those priorities in order. Um, so just reflect on how this expansion or growth of a business aligns with that. And does it give you time to get in your word? The basic, the basic spiritual principles, like opening your Bible, praying, worshiping, right? Like getting in devotions. If you are diving right into your business and your expansion's causing you to have to cut back on that, that's a red flag, because God wants all of you. He wants your heart. He wants you to purpose with him. And I think, you know, honestly, because I've walked through that same struggle in my past with my business, that's why I built the Faithful Business Blueprint, because I want to be able to teach Christian women how you can keep God first in the daily practices, the healthy habits, holy routines, all that kind of thing that you can implement that are not extra or super hard. It's just the personal things that you can do in order to create that time and cultivate that with the Lord and co-purpose with him in your business because they go hand in hand. So in your morning time that you're spending with God, you can also be co-purposing with God in your business. You can also be creating that business plan and mapping this out in your blueprint. And so I walk you through like the mentorship experience and like the course piece. And then you have a printable blueprint that is with you throughout every day. And it literally allows you to like keep things in order, walk things out with God's plan and align these things, your faith and your business so that your faith and family always stays first. And so I think that, you know, the core piece with this assessment is going to be that part right there. So if this allows with flexibility in your schedule so that you can devote time to those things, um, then that is a sign that this business opportunity is for you. And if you don't know how to do that, just grab the blueprint and link it in the show notes and you can start to walk through this so that you're building your business on a firm foundation or expanding your brand with these firm foundations in place. Okay, so let's talk about allocating your resources. So you need to determine if you can afford to hire help. We kind of talked about that. Um, What you can do to make things more efficient and free up your time. Um, 
if your like business is pulling you away into all these extra tasks and you haven't set up the automations, then you're really missing out because everyone in business nowadays has to utilize automations. It's like, it's literally not possible to do your business without automating something, right? So learn how to do that. Hop into my course that if you need that in two weeks, you can have all those things up and running. Okay. Um, and I say two weeks, not because it's like a million things. I literally give you a task a day for two weeks. So if you're like someone who's super efficient, you can run through it so much quicker. But this way, if you're like a mom trying to really realistically expand your brand that way, you can do it with just one task a day and it's not overwhelming and it doesn't take over everything. Okay. I want you to assess the potential impact of what launching your additional products or services would have on your target market and whether this fills or meets their their existing demands, right? You don't want to be expanding in a, on your business or launching a product that your market doesn't need because I'm telling you, if you don't do the market research and like ask your audience, poll people, you know, work through this process of understanding what people actually need in their season for who you're serving, then you might spend all this time creating and the enemy's like, yes, she loves to make, you know, green eggs and ham for breakfast. And she wants to teach everyone how to make green eggs and ham. It's a crazy example. I know it's the first thing that came to my head and nobody wants to eat green eggs and ham, but you love it. And you think it's so cool, but there's no one out there who wants it. He will totally take your time. The enemy will be like playing off this and lead you into all these things, distract you with all that. And when you go to launch your product, nobody buys it. And you're like, oh my gosh, I just spent all my time away from my family or this extra time away from my family creating this product that nobody wants to buy, right? So you have to spend the time doing market research. You have to ask yourself, is this product something that people need? And what kind of impact or transformation is this gonna make? If you don't have this understood, then you might get led off in a different direction. And again, it doesn't align with your values because it's time that was not stewarded well. Okay, so (laughs) that's your strategic planning, evaluation, um, making sure that you have adequate adequate resources that you can honor God in your in your endeavors by demonstrating excellence, diligence, and integrity in your work, right? You want to be able to prioritize building building meaningful relationships with customers, with the people that you're working with and fostering a culture of trust, respect and service. So is it realistic what you're looking to expand to? Um Also, you're going to want to see if this is something that you're reflecting on in prayer. Like, have you prayed about this opportunity? Have you sought God for it? If this is starting a business and you're really unsure or expanding in an area that you're unsure of, have you prayed and fasted over it? Again, this is a foundational piece, praying and fasting for God's vision for your life to co-purpose, co-partner and surrender it to him right? Like that is so key. So I walk you exactly through how to do that in the Faithful Business Blueprint because I know sometimes fasting is intimidating and not everyone fasts from food. Sometimes there's different ways that you can fast and ways that you incorporate God and walk this out to really get a clear, to get clarity and vision and determine if this is something God would have you do. So that's in there. And I I walk you through that in the mentorship experience. Um, If this is something we talked about, if it neglects your faith, if it pulls you away from that, it's definitely a sign it's not in alignment with God. And um, if you are ended up, if you end up skipping like fellowship and community engagement with other people because you're so busy and it's not, okay, let's, let's define this. When you're launching someone, there's a launch period where you have a focused amount of work and growth that you pour into something to get it ready to go, right? 
that's different when you're in a period of a launch versus in everyday sustainability for your business. Launch is focused time of growth, hard work for a certain amount of time. And when the time's over, that's it, right? Then it's just regular daily practices. Now, (laughs) if this is something that you plan, that's okay. If there's a month worth of time or however long that you decide it's going to take to get reach this goal, and that's what that looks like, then you, you will have to say no to certain things to be able to focus and get things done. But after that amount of time, you should be able to structure your business in a way and return to a life that allows you to keep and prioritize your values and, and biblical requirements of us, right? So if you're missing out on that, if you're feeling bitter, if you're feeling guilty, or you're regretting something like that, those inner feelings are signs that something's not right. You need to kind of look through and assess these things and, and align them with the Lord. And um, and I feel like that's very important because you don't want to get to a place, you don't want to do the important things now and find yourself in a place where you're resenting people. Like I, w- I got to a place where I was resenting my kids interrupting me because I felt like I never had enough time to work, right? Why is that? Because I was, number one, I was so driven by my personal ambitions. I loved what I did and that was exciting and, and I wanted to accomplish something that I was inspired by at the moment. And so I just wanted to get it done. And I didn't have systems in place that were automated. So I was pulled in different directions. I was always on my phone and I didn't plan out my day in a way that that worked and actually made sense so that my kids came first, right? So even though I was home, I wasn't really present in my home. I don't want you to get to the place where you're feeling the regret because by then it's harder to reverse, right? So let's do the foundational pieces and and align those things so that you can actually have a, a business that's thriving while your family is thriving, while your faith is thriving too. I've seen millionaires build an incredible business and be so burnt out and overwhelmed because they didn't align their business with their values and set up the automations. And they ended up walking away from everything or they ended up losing their marriages because they chose their business over their family or their spouse had felt so neglected because of how much it took to pour into their ministry or their kids were resentful of them, you know, it like destroyed their homes. So I want, like, those are all red flags, but if you can determine to set these things up, you cannot be in that position. You can avoid that. And then you can know you're doing things in a way that honors God in your season. Okay. The third thing, I know that was all under, that one was all under um, assessing and aligning your values, right? Aligning your, uh, aligning your practical steps, what it's going to take with your values to see if that works, okay? The next thing that we're going to talk about is um, point three, which is balancing ambition and humility. And so I want you again to think about, are you being led by your ambitions and your goals Or are you incorporating humility to recognize your limitations and your dependence on God? Okay, here's where this plays in, okay? Balancing ambition and humility is knowing that you have these gifts, you have this desire, but you know that in your physical capacity, you cannot do it on your own. Some of it's going to be a faith walk, right? So you need to pray through these things. You need to keep your eyes on God. Like sometimes that means praying a bold prayer. For instance, Lord... Close every single door that you do not want me to walk through and open the ones that only you can open for me, right? Like completely, that's a, that's a really 
brave prayer because it's saying, absolutely don't let me move forward whatsoever into any area that's not of you and being willing to obey. And when you get into that scenario, right, you need to be humble enough to obey and then courageous enough to pray that prayer. The Lord is here for you. He wants to walk you through these things. So praying and fasting and then also praying that prayer of humility, knowing that you are going to have to depend on him. Here's the thing. As Christians, we know that we can put the heart, we can put our hands to the plow. We can do the hard work, but we have to be able to trust those results to him. So when you're planning and you're laying all this out and you know, I've got this amount of time to accomplish this task and you work within that time frame, and maybe you don't get it all done right? But your hard work next, that means the next day you show up, you finish the task and then you move on to the next thing, right? You have to be able to trust God's hand in it. You have to be able to trust that sometimes he's leading you into this venture, but in your season, it means you might not get to work as fast or as hard as you want to, because you're also called to homeschool your kids or, you know, pick them up from school, make them home cooked meals, be available for your husband when he comes home. You know, you have to prioritize these things in. And so because you're valuing your priorities, you have these non-negotiables. That means that when the work is, time is done, you set it down. Are you being, are you humble enough to set it down and trust the results to him? Knowing that by doing so, you're honoring your faith, you're honoring your family, you're honoring God, and you're trusting him for the harvest of the work, the seeds you planted, right? So balancing ambition and humility is important. And it's not something you just do once. You literally have to walk this out every single day. Okay, the fourth thing is, are you being influenced by failure or intimidating um, intimidated from learning new things. Sometimes like we have fears in starting a business or expanding on our business and we let the fears overtake us, right? So are you being directed by faith or fear? Because fear is going to keep you, uh, fear of failure, fear of how, of taking a risk, fear of investing, fear of what other people are going to think, fear of something not working out, all those things, fear of showing up on camera, maybe you realize that you want to step into coaching and you've done things on smaller levels, but you're ready to level up and you're ready to take it into a mastermind level. Are you, so you kind of, you feel that you're like, oh, I feel like God's calling me to this, but you're resistant, right? Because you're scared. (laughs) Okay. The butterflies in your stomach are going to be there either way, whether you're doing a great big thing for God or you're, you're just seriously led by fear. Like, those are, you know, being stopped by fear. It's because those butterflies are the reaction of yourself as you step out of the safe zone, right? We are always going to physically respond and mentally respond to our experience in something and to what we, to what our belief system is, right? But often our belief system is not as big as God's, right? And God could see beyond what we can see. So we have to be able to discern, like, remember when, remember when God called Moses and Moses was like a scared, he was scared to speak to the people. And he was, he was scared because he's like, I'm not a good speaker. I stutter. Right. And God was like, I'm going to be with you and I'm going to give you the words. And then when Moses got too afraid, God's purpose and will to accomplish this task was going to happen anyways. And he knew he was going to use Moses for it, but he stepped in and he provided a help person through Aaron to come in and to fill it in his weakness. Right. So you have to remember, like, when God wants to accomplish a task, he's going to equip you and he's going to provide the means necessary when he's calling you. And so 
it means that we have to be open to walking in obedience and not fear because the butterflies are going to be there either way, right? But when you walk in faith, you get to see the beautiful blessings and the miracles and the amazing opportunities that God's going to bring to you. So discern that, ask it, kind of discern, are you, are you operating in failure or faith or fear of failure or faith? Okay. Then I want you to think about looking at this as a learning opportunity. If you're determining, oh my gosh, I think I'm being intimidated and not moving forward because I'm stopped by fear. Okay. Well, what if instead of looking at it as a fear, I could say, Lord, how are you looking to grow me? I'm so excited to learn what you have for me. I'm so excited to level up in this next step. Lord, what are you, what are you going to teach me through this experience? How are you? I can't wait. Reveal to me, Lord. What are you going to use me for? How is this going to impact other people? How is my courage of obedient, being obedient to you going to make an impact on others, right? And, and trusting in the Lord to direct you, especially if you're faced by setbacks, okay? In business, new or seasoned, we're going to have setbacks. That doesn't mean God's closing a door. It means that that opportunity wasn't right. And there has to be another way. Anytime something stops me, because I know that I am being led by God and I have walked through these steps, I am confident in his plan. And I know that sometimes I explore something in my own will and that's not the right way. Even if I felt like God was leading me there, but somewhere along the line, there was a lesson I had to learn in a different way he wanted me to do it. And there's always, it's always working for my good. Romans 8, 28, all things work for good for those who are called and who, um, who love God and are called according to his purpose. So even a setback is an opportunity. So how is God going to turn it into an opportunity? How can you change your mindset and turn that into an opportunity? Again, when you're asking God though, to close every single door that's not for you, you have to have peace if that door was closed. That doesn't mean a different door won't open. Often those are the best opportunities and the best experiences that come from those things. So be able to be humble, be able to connect with God consistently through the process and be able to not get so discouraged that you feel like a setback is a, a reason to quit. It might be just an open, an open door or an opportunity to try another thing. Lastly, I want to ask you, are you willing to hold this opportunity before the Lord with open hands? Are you willing to surrender it to him? Because what this could look like is you give it to God, you co-purpose with him, and you are walking forward in such strength and purpose. Or it could mean that he takes the opportunity and he says, not right now, sister, for another season, sister, or absolutely not. This is not what I would have for you, right? You have to be have a heart. Like you'll know, is this self-driven or is this God-driven with your ability to lay it at his feet? Now, the very first thing I think of is Abraham and Isaac, right? Abraham had prayed for years and years and years for God to give him a son. And he finally gave him this son. And then he tells him to sacrifice him on an altar. And Abraham had to walk in obedience with open hands, trusting his son to God, no matter what right? And he got to the very end point where he was about to put him on the altar. He was going to lay him on the altar and God provided a ram. And that was the replacement. He wanted to see Abraham's heart of obedience, right? Where is your heart in regards to this new venture? Can you hold it before him with open hands? That is a surefire sign of whether you are walking in your own will or willing to walk in obedience to his. 
This is so powerful. And one of the most impactful pieces of this experience after you've walked through every other step, because this is how you know, and this is where you'll see if God provides that ram for you. And if you have his peace to to step in faith and walk forward, right? If you can do this in a way that you're not compromising your integrity, your character, your faith and family, your beliefs, and you do it with the heart of surrender, showing up, working diligently in the time you've planned for it, and trusting God to bring the fruit, then how could that be something completely self-driven if it's honoring God in your season? Honestly, I think that as you work through this evaluation, you take all the things we talked about today, you're going to be able to walk away with confidence and peace. And I think that's the biggest thing that you need right now is confidence and peace in what he has. It's completely trusting, having open hands, a heart to surrender, and actually being being willing to put in the work. I mean, this could be exactly what God wants, but if you're too... I don't want to use the word lazy, but sometimes we we look at the work that it takes to implement systems, to hire someone, to invest in a course, or to kind of do certain things to get things going. And we're like, oh, that's too much, too hard. That requires too much. I don't know. And then we we hold ourselves back, right? Fear intimidates us and and the all the things get in the way, right? But God wants us to do that. We have to step into the butterflies and walk in faith and actually put these things into practice. And so if you can do that and honor God in that way. I think you're going to see like all the blessings that come from it. But if you have this hard no and doors closed over and over again, and it's not fear, it's actually the discerning power of the Holy Spirit that's leading you and saying, you know what, this is not for me. Then you have to have the obedient heart to be able to say, not at this time or okay, Lord, I trust you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope uncovering your why, looking at a practical assessment, and then taking those things and filtering them through the lens of those top five areas really help you to determine whether you're walking in your will or God's will as you start or expand your brand. I appreciate you joining us for our podcast today. And as always, if you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a review, or share it with a friend.